you're listening to the Gospel Project for Preschooling Kids Weekly Leader Training, helping you teach your kids the big story of the Bible. Well, in this episode, Karen and I talk about Unit 33, Session 2, Paul's Second Journey. So this week we are uh, picking up midway through Acts chapter 15. We looked at the beginning of Acts 15, the Jerusalem Council, uh, last session. We are picking up after that and going through chapter 18. Not everything there. There's a lot of content, uh, so we're taking a higher level. Big idea is we are seeing Paul and Silas planting churches on this second missionary journey. And during this time, again, there's a lot that goes on here, so we're just kind of giving some slivers of it. Uh, I think one of the big ideas for this second journey, and also this can help uh, keep it from being uh, feeling so similar to the first journey. Okay, first journey, Paul went and told people about Jesus. Second journey, okay, Paul went and told people about Jesus. Third journey, Paul went. Well, one of the nuances with this one is the gospel reached Europe for the first time. So I think that's a detail that's important. Uh, we see the gospel being shared in Athens and, and Corinth. Um, and that's an important detail that, that the gospel now, which began uh, in Asia and Africa, has now crossed over into Europe. So uh, that's kind of the idea that we're looking at. And again, just giving this, uh, this overview of that. So I want to encourage you as you prepare this week, uh, take some time, read all of those chapters. And maybe there's some details that you think uh, would be good for you to include that we didn't include that are relevant for your kids in some way. Um, And so you have the opportunity, of course, to do that. Mm -hmm. So as we look at this content, Karen, is there anything that stands out to you from a toddler and or preschool level of needing a word of mention or anything extra prep time or anything like that? Yeah, kind of a few prep things that I, I can perceive might throw me for a loop if I glanced at the lesson Sunday morning. (laughs) Um, But for toddlers, there's an activity called Free the Captives, and you're going to need to find a jar and prep it for this game. Um, So ideally it would be something like a wide-mouthed plastic peanut butter jar, Um, and then you'll need to use like a sharp knife to make holes where you're going to push chenille stems through. Um, and just as I was reading it, I didn't test this, but it, it's very reminiscent of the game Kerplunk. And if you happen to have that game, you might could save yourself some prep and just grab that. <laughs> so again, I haven't tested it. You might want to make sure. But um, You know, if anybody needs peanut butter jars, my oldest son, <laughs> Joshua, who's 15, he goes through peanut butter like crazy. He wow. makes these enormous peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, I think, every day. And it's like got a layer. I, I swear it's about an inch thick of peanut butter. So I've got – I can get you peanut butter jars like nobody's Okay, business. so do you want to give your address so people can <laughs> – just kidding. But, you know, actually mentioning peanut butter, though, does remind me peanut allergies are so prevalent. So if you do use a peanut butter jar, you're going to need to clean it call. pretty ther- um, thoroughly. Maybe – I don't know. That's making me backtrack. I, you know the allergies in your class, so keep that's that in mind. That's a good warning. Yeah. Um, then another activity is looking at books about missionaries. And I realize this might be a little bit difficult to find. So um, definitely one of the suggestions was to put something together um, for missionaries your church supports, which that would be the ideal, um, but would take a little bit more time. And I suggested also you might 
you know, print out some pictures from the IMB from the International Mission Board's website is one. Um, or if you wanted to, you could use just some of the preschool missions materials and use that. Um, but I kind of did a little bit of research. I remember having a set of books called The Light Keepers, but I gave it away. They're more for older kids, but they have a version called Little Lights Box by Catherine McKenzie, and she highlights some, you know, historical missionaries. And honestly, that would probably be a nice thing just to have on hand um, in your classroom. So again, I can't vouch for it, but I can vouch for the older one that it, it was good. Um, in preschool, we are building a city um, and doing it a little bit differently than just your usual blocks. They're going to use boxes and paper towel tubes, so um, you want to save those up ahead of time. And um, we also suggest using a device to show pictures of ancient Athens um, to give them an idea of kind of what we're going for. Um, that's something you may want to print ahead of time, depending on if you have access to that. And then there's one other, the missions activity for preschool is to serve rice to each other. And you're going to want to prep that ahead of time. But also this activity was written early in the pandemic when we were thinking, oh, maybe this is a temporary thing, <laughs> which we know now that it's not. Um, but we suggested having the kids serve rice to each other. I would probably not do that now. And I would probably say adults serve the rice um, just to, you know, try to minimize those germs. Yeah, and again, we're recording this uh, a little bit ahead of time when you're going to be hearing it. So who knows what the state of things will be when you listen to this. Uh, or if you're using an off-cycle, you could be listening to this quite a while from now. And maybe, hopefully, prayerfully, things yes. are kind of somewhat normal. Yeah. But use your, use your wisdom there, of mm -hmm. course. Um, okay, so I looked at the younger kids and older kids. And as is often the case, I didn't see anything really worth mentioning. Um, pretty much on the nose with the activities and so forth. So let's talk about what we're excited about God potentially doing through this session. I, I'll go first. Um, I, I, I love that we're talking about church planting uh, this week. And, and again, it's, you know, technically what Paul did on his first journey too. He's sharing the gospel, churches are forming. But this one's a little bit more on the nose with that kind of idea. And we get to talk about it a little bit more properly, if you will. Um, this is an important strategy uh, for the church's growth in our nation and around the world. Even many of us, you know, we are in the buckle of the Bible Belt in, in the Nashville area. Uh, and even here, church planting is an important strategy. Even though there may be churches almost literally on every other corner, doesn't mean they're all necessarily gospel-centered churches. And so a lot of areas where you might think, well, we already have plenty of churches, maybe that's not the case. Or, of course, some of you might be listening and thinking, yeah, I, you know, there are towns apart between good gospel-centered churches. We definitely need churches planted here. So I think this is a way that we can encourage kids to see the gospel moving. And from my understanding on this, research shows that one of the best ways to reach new people for Christ is through a church plant. Mm -hmm. So I think we can do this in a way that we are not saying that church revitalization is not important too. That's another really important strategy. I think we really, the church in America at least, has not poured enough energy into that part as well. But we, it's a both and in my opinion. We need to think about how can we revitalize churches that may be struggling 
and how can we plant churches to reach new people? So it's an opportunity for us to really cast that vision to our kids. And as we've talked about before, Karen, who knows, maybe we are, you know, maybe a, a great church planner in the future is sitting in one of our rooms and he or she's going to hear this and be part of something in the future that is just amazing. And we get to be part of that by talking about it now. Yes. How about you? What, what kind of stands out to you for this session? Well, I know, you know, you mentioned how we're really just covering a sliver of everything in this passage, but I ha- have always found Paul in Athens very inspiring, and I hope that it's inspiring to our kids too, you know, because Paul was looking for an open door to share the gospel and he found one. And so I hope it just helps, you know, us as adult leaders and our kids too, to just have eyes to see you know, the open doors that the Lord gives us to share the gospel. It, you know, it may, it may not look like the traditional thing that we're used to, but just to, just to have eyes to see it and listen to the Spirit. Yeah, that's a good call. All right. Thanks, Karen, for talking about this session with me. And I want to thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We hope that you have found it helpful as you prepare to teach the Gospel Project for kids and preschool. And for more helpful resources, visit gospelproject.com. 